Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dix, standing in my kitchen where my fridge is making a noise and you might well hear some traffic go by. But it doesn't matter. Today we've got Beardy Man on the show, who is a very silly man, but in a good way, so it was a pleasure to chat to him. We've got some history, as you'll hear in due course, and there was a slight bit of miscommunication before we recorded, which meant he'd chosen a list of 20 people to put on the island, but nothing else. But we had a chat and sorted it out, so you can hear him adapt to the traditional format with ease. If you want to have your say on who or what you think are dicks, now you can, on Compact Dicks, which we record and release every week in addition to this podcast. It's your time to shine, so let us know who and what annoys the crap out of you at dickspod.com contact and we could include yours in the next episode or you can get in touch with us on twitter or instagram at dickspod or if you prefer to listen to other people rant on and on and on then there are plenty more of these in our back catalogue so why not roll up your sleeves close your eyes and grab a dick at random if you like this please subscribe and give us a rating or a review and that's about all i can think of to say right now so here's desert island dicks with beardy man Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is musician and beatboxer Darren Foreman, better known as Beardy Man. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I am very well also. Thank you for joining us today. We're both lying. We're just lying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's 2020 it's it's a criminal offense to be fine or at least it's rude like if someone says how are you and you go yeah great fuck you do you know what i mean like at least acknowledge that this shit is fucked up this is a bad year it's just a bad mm. year it's not a good year don't say you're fine you got to go <laughs> surviving <laughs> that's the only polite response to that question so yeah i'm surviving that's fair i find myself wishing for a time of do you remember 2016 when we thought it was really bad just because there was some horse meat in lasagna and we were like oh my god this is such a bleak year charlie brooker's newswipe is going to be so depressing this year and and like every year it's just got worse and worse and worse Mm. i would happily eat horse meat lasagna for a week if if i could go back to that year i thought it was great man i those ikea meatballs that that controversy was all about were really tasty i mean if if i used to be sort of vegetarian and then one day i was like it's already dead eat 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 it which is about like that's going to annoy loads of vegetarians and i really am sorry but i'm hungry and it's there and i'm part of the problem i'm part of the problem yeah i think i should put myself in this list of of terrible people but before we start listing okay. terrible people can i just say um i haven't actually done that much prep for this because like the only reason why i've said yes to this is because I've known you for 20 years and it's really good to have a catch up. And because of lockdown and me being 38 years old and married with three kids, the only chance I actually get to catch up with friends is if I agree to go on their podcasts. Yeah. And then I can earmark the time. So here we are. That's that's the only reason I started this podcast. So I can just sit on my own <laughs> sit on my own for a little while and complain loudly. <laughs> and to different people so it doesn't you know, they don't they don't stop me after a while. Because all my friends all my other friends, they they're just used to it. So so I've had to find new guests. I've got to say one thing as well. Um, I've got to talk about Ben Gate, right? This is big. Like I was listening to some of the episodes of this show in preparation for this. And I was like, uh, there, there was some someone like, somehow it came up that like P. 
people often call you Ben. Yeah. And Ben isn't your name. Your name's Dan. Yeah. But your surname is Benedictus. And the last time I actually saw you in the flesh, I think, was like, it was my 30th birthday. And I was ugly drunk, so drunk, so di- disgracefully drunk. And you came in and I introduced you to somebody as Ben. And <laughs> I fucking hadn't even reached out to you for ages because of the, the deep shame of having done that has haunted me to my fucking <laughs> core. I was like, he hates me, he hates me now because I used the wrong name. Um, and that's to hear you say that, that lots of people call you Ben. I was like, why the fuck is that? That's fascinating. And I th- I've thought about it and I think I know why, man. It's because Dan is a name which lots of people have. But Benedictus makes you sound like some sort of Roman warrior. It really sticks in the mind. So, like, drunk people would be like, and, and the Benedictus bit just stands out to them, and then they're too drunk to complete the word. And they go, Ben. And I think that's what I did. Maybe. So I'm sorry, but I had to address that from the top, man. Your name's fucking Dan. I want to make things better by saying that um, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been thinking about that every day for the last year, <laughs> eight years. I want to say that, but of course that would be a lie. I have, I have, I, that's why we haven't been in touch, you know. I've just been watching you from afar, seeing your, your, your videos, and I'm like, damn it. Um, no, he fucking not- called me Ben when he was out of his fucking mind. I was so drunk, man. The weird thing is, even, even people who don't know my surname end up calling me ben so i think that's it's so weird. yeah i think it's just my face you've just got a benny face a little benny face that's so a strange. lovely benny face you exude benness yeah you know somebody's got to these days hey maybe you're like a, a reborn soul from a different life a different ben yeah a ben you were ben for meaning yeah that's deep yeah uh... yes <laughs> But yeah. enough about me and Ben. Um, Darren, how have, <laughs> hey, how have you found the process of, of whittling down your choices for this week on the island? I've not enjoyed it. It's felt overly negative and I try not to think about things I hate more than I have to because I, like everyone, have Twitter and I'm inundated with terrible things. All I have to do is move my thumb and the feeling of doom increases slightly. And, like, <laughs> and so, yeah, I like those are my little you know, time windows to really ruminate on everything that's wrong with the world. And then I put my phone back in my pocket and the horror subsides momentarily. But now I've had to really fucking drill down on it. And actually, it's kind of felt cathartic in a way. Yeah, I mean, I think at least it's like your own hate and feelings that you're getting rid of. It's not like you're reading other people just hating each other. That's something, maybe, you know, in this Mm. tiny increments of hate and what's better than other types of hate. I think this is maybe slightly Mm. more constructive. But uh, yeah, so increments of hate. That sounds like a band metal band. Or maybe some like death metal album or something. Yeah, fucking. It's not. It's the first line of a metal song that you can't hear because it's a fucking couch and distortion. (laughs) That's what it is. You can't hear it. I couldn't have put it better myself. You've got to read the liner notes. Yeah, man. Um, so we had a little discussion earlier and uh, you alluded to the fact that uh, maybe partly because of my vague instructions, you've found it difficult to sort of pin down exactly who you want to put on the island. I'm going to ask you for three individuals specifically. Well, I'm going to give you more than that because there's cunts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Fucking great. All right, listen. Um, it's really hard to choose. Because there are so many terrible, <laughs> terrible people. But they're all quite similar. I was kind of thinking, I don't want to go for the obvious people. These sort of horrible demons that are running our world, these sort of right-wing populists. But then I was like, no, I hate them. <laughs> and, I would, and I wouldn't want to be on an island with them. But it's not because I'd be resentful of their sort of 
political choices or the things they campaign for and uh, it, or the, the damage I perceive them to have done. It's because I think they'd genuinely be useless on a fucking island and they'd sort of sit conspiratorially and form little groups and, and end up chanting, kill the pig, drink its blood. Um, because I feel like, like the kind of people that you want to be stuck on an island with, um, if it was a choice between these, this new breed of sort of conspiratorial populist right-wing sort of libertarian-leaning lunatic that is currently in control of the political landscape. Like, if you're stuck on an island with them, if it's a choice between them and uh, socialists, on the other hand, like the other end of the political spectrum, Hmm. um, as annoying as you might find both ends of that spectrum, I would go for the left-wing types to be stuck on an island with every time because um, I've been to kibbutzes hmm. uh in israel and whatever you think about israel i like i mean i'm not a fan of any of the decisions that it's made recently but like you go to a kibbutz and you see a kind of socialist paradise <laughs> where everyone has kind of shared ownership of the resources that are grown there and made there and the whole thing it's never more than like 100 people and it operates as a family and so things are shared. There'll probably be some people listening to this that are thinking, ah, Israel, ah, socialism, ah! But like, like, um, maybe not the same people, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not endorsing like anything about Israel by saying this. It's just that there are these things called kibbutzes and they're typical of these kind of small communities where, that's just my experience of it. I've never been to sort of other Mm. sort of small, you know, collectivist communities, but there are lots of them. But, in that example that I have personal experience of, it worked just fine. And they've been working just fine as these kind of isolated uh, little sort of basically little communist communities. They've been working fine for like 50 years. Mm. Like, so. Yeah. That, yeah. So I, I yeah, I don't think if, if a community was going to exist on a little island, mm. you'd want people, like, it wouldn't even have to be like, you know, communists it would just be people just people who didn't think they were part of a master race would be a good starting point (laughs) you know yeah you'd want to be stuck with bear grills for his survival skills joe rogan because he's a g and he sort of he can hunt and all that kind of stuff you know uh you know bruce parry these kind of people these kind of rugged sort of people who are like positive and helpful and they're not communists it's just that like it takes a real can-do attitude and a real like sense of the idea that we are supposed to be at one with nature and that we have to, you, you know, on a tiny island, there's limited resources. It's a tiny little microcosm of what the world really is. Mm. So, like, I think this will be a good exercise in figuring out exactly why it is that these right-wing populists are just, in essence, bad for the world. Okay. So let's get started. Okay, so I'm going to pin you down now, hopefully. Who's going to be the first dick joining you on the island? The first dick. Where, I mean, where to start? So um, I think uh, I think Marc Francois would be a good place to start. Mm. So, yeah. What do you know about Marc Francois? Well, he's a, he's, a, he's a chief Brexiteer, isn't he? I don't like the term he Brexiteer because it makes me sort of makes him sound fancier than I think. Like anyone's. he should be carrying a scabbard yeah. and with like an eye patch and be somehow sort of swashbuckling. Yeah. In actual fact, they're just boring sort of people in ties who are full of hatred for people they've never met and just talk about trade yeah. a lot shall i go into why yeah tell me tell me why shall you, i talk about why yeah because I, I, I really hate him okay. <laughs> <laughs> right so 
So I could have chosen like Nigel Farage or Anne Whittaker or any of these characters. But like, he looks like an enchanted Brussels sprout or a uh, a day old value pack sausage roll wrapped in a Union Jack mm. drawn by a racist five year old. He's like a, he's like a, a a pathetic human chode of a man. He's like like a lukewarm cup of tea in a chipped. St. George's Cross mug that your stepdad got from a car boot sale in Southend in 1973 and the, the St. George's Cross has, has kind of faded a bit. And listening to him talk is like drinking that cup of tea and finding there's like bits of dipped digestive that, that fell in that are at the bottom. And then you go, and it's, it's lukewarm and that's, that's why I don't like him. Yeah, I think, I think that's very uh, succinctly put. Um, yeah, he's sort of someone who... I don't know, like at least if you're watching people on that side of things and they're kind of arguing in their case, at least if they sound vaguely bright, then you kind of think, okay, well, look, that's your opinion. You've got an idea of what you want and you've argued it well. He's just like, he just feels like he's the equivalent of just one of those kids who's like, would get beaten up, but he's holding the bully's coat. So that grants him kind of sanctuary. Do you know what (laughs) I mean? He's one of those like... Well, I've got a theory about him. I've got a theory about him, which is to do with bullying i think he was bullied as a child because he's short and he's got an annoying face he's got an annoying voice he was you can you just know that in school he rallied behind the the bullies because he had no choice but to do it i just see it in his eyes and the way he speaks um but also his name's mark francois which is a very europey sounding name so for someone to be such a rabid you know, ERG Brexiteer. And if you don't know, ERG is the European Research Group, which is this like faction within the Tories, which is a really strong Eurosceptic. And it's those guys who've engineered Brexit. And this guy, he doesn't have any sap- substantive arguments other than, oh, I, I hate the European Union. Meh. And like, he, but I, I reckon that in school, everyone was like, ha ha, Francois, I'm not Francois, you French. And I reckon he was like, I'm not fucking French, I'm not French, I'm British, I'm British. Also, um, his, his, uh, his, his dad, who he's always talking about, who fought in the war, uh, he's always referencing because he thinks the war's still happening mm. and that the only way we'll win it is by leaving, <laughs> leaving Europe. He genuinely seems to think that. Like, his mum is from Italy and she moved to the UK in the 1950s to work as an au pair. So his middle name's Gino. So I, I fucking, I'm sure of it. I'm yeah. just convinced that, like, in school, we'd be like, ah, Gino, Francois, Gino. He's like, fuck off! I'm fucking English! Fuck! I'll show you all! I'll fucking show you! I reckon that's why we have this dickhead. Do you know what he fucking did? If, if, if you haven't seen it, you might have seen it. It went kind of viral. Like, the head of Airbus got, uh, like, sat down and wrote a letter hmm. to the UK and to all the employees of Airbus being like, listen, if you do a no-deal Brexit, we're going to leave our business interests in the UK and move somewhere else because it'll be economically unviable for us to do so. It wasn't a partisan move. It was just like, look, we're a, we're a business. Like, yeah. if shit gets more expensive, we're going to take our shit elsewhere. And like, and it was politely worded. It wasn't like a threat. Marc Francois gets up on, on some BBC interview and I believe his words were, hang on, I wrote this shit down because I still can't believe he fucking said it. It's that petty. But he, he goes... He goes, my father was a D-Day veteran. He never submitted to bullying by any German. Neither will his son. Ah, and ripped up a copy that he'd printed out of, uh, the, <laughs> of the agreement. It's not, yeah, it's not bullying, though. It's just saying, 
we're a massive business and we have money at the heart of every interest. That's all it is, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, if you make Ugh. it more tricky and expensive for us, we'll fuck off somewhere. And I just think well, the, the whole thing of like, you know, fair enough. If you fought in the war, you know, that must be fucking horrific. But at the same time, like, I would imagine quite a lot of soldiers probably go, God, that was fucking horrible. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all get along after this? You know, rather than yeah. go, wouldn't it be better if we all like retreat into our separate factions and continue to fight against each other, like economically <laughs> or or by words, you know, if not in actually in actual reality with bullets and, and fists. But so here's why it would be bad to be stuck on a desert island with him. Firstly, he's clearly a bit of a, a dick. Mm. <laughs> but also like I think he'd be really unhelpful, like in this whole sort of right wing populist model. How would that dude help you when you're like, all right, our plane's crashed. Um, this is bad. Uh, the, the, there's bodies strewn all over the island. We're the only survivors. Um, let's bury the dead. He'd be like, he'd be like, no, nope, I'm not doing it. And fucking, yeah. like, he wouldn't do it unless they were draped in a British flag. Like, any time, like, a rescue boat could be seen in the distance, he'd be like, no, nope, they're not from here. Fuck them. I don't <laughs> want them on the island. Yeah. Wouldn't be helpful. And I think, as you say, like, the fact that, you know, he's got a, a his mum is Italian and, you know, his surname's Francois and, you know, he can sort of still be so blinkered against, like, the realities of his existence. You know, that's not going to help you, that attitude on the island, because whatever you say, you know, it doesn't matter if you're telling him that he'll always be able to tell you that black is white and vice versa and just be absolutely pig-headed about everything, I think. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. You couldn't trust him as far as you could throw him. Yeah, I could probably throw him quite far. He's really short. <laughs> quite round, though, isn't he? He's quite a sort of... Fair... You could use him as ballast or, like, you could use him as part of a trap. You could use him as bait Yeah, to catch a boar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. He came out sort of like a cartoon sketch. Like, when you said we were going to catch dinner, I didn't think you meant this way. <laughs> and then... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd be this kind of stooge. Yeah, I think he's not going to help. And also, like, he's just someone who's, <laughs> I think, his kind of politics will get into everything all the time. Even when it's like, look, we're not part of any fucking trade deal right now we're on our island <laughs> you know just let it go mark and be like well that's what i was trying to do with like shut up it's not about brexit yeah. anymore yeah yeah yeah. He'd, just, he'd be blaming you and the others for shit trying mm. to like conspire me yeah but it's them they did this i was gonna go and fetch that boar with the stick that i made and sharpened myself but then the others came and stole some of my sticks and they did and you wouldn't <laughs> that's what he'd be like he wouldn't muck in He'd, like, conspiratorialise from the sides. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I agree. Fuck well, a very He's not good coming choice. to my fucking island. <laughs> well, let me distract you by asking you to pick a second horrendous bastard to join you on the <laughs> island with him from your list. Who are you going to pick? Oh, man, it's a tough one. But I think because it's a story worth telling, I think Tony Blair. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Before you even start, on the face of it, this is going to be interesting because straight away you've got like an ex-Labour leader and Marc Francois. So, like, that's going to be awkward to begin with. But elaborate. <laughs> You're right. I hadn't thought that through. They're going to fucking, they'll argue. Like, In fact, that's who Marc Francois would conspiratorial. Although then again, like, Tony Blair was kind of a Tory in disguise, wasn't he? So maybe they'd have a lot in common. But no, Tony Blair's really, really... Uh, anti-Brexit and my, but I suppose I could watch the mud wrestle for dominance that would be quite fun <laughs> see who like Mark Francois would be poking him in the fucking eye Tony Blair would be biting his bollocks and they'd just be like two Rottweilers going at it and I'd be sort of just wanking from the side at the, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. no listen listen right Tony Blair 
is a bad man whose war I marched against because I believed it and still believe it to be wrong. And I think history's proven me right. <laughs> like, yeah, he um, he had lovely ideas when he came into power. He was like, oh, uh, we'll be kind of share the wealth kind of people and um, drag everyone up by giving them money and funding things. And, and then... He closed down loads of hospitals. And everyone was like, but you said we were going to... He was like, yeah, shut up. Look, a giant wheel by the Thames to commemorate the millennium. I'm like, oh, that's fun. But I... Will. And then he closed even more hospitals. Then he went to war, like, with George Bush, who, mm. who was an insane uh, idiot who was brought into power only by these sort of nepotistic, sort of atavistic impulses. If you weren't there in 2001, there was this whole planes flying into buildings thing in America, which was really, really, really bad. But it wasn't Afghanistan that did it. And despite that, George Bush went and invaded Afghanistan, like, again, which was, like, I think the 10th time that that had happened in this century. And then Iraq, which had arguably nothing to do to do with it at all. So, essentially, it was a war for oil, like we said all along. But um, Tony Blair just sort of went along with it. And he was, yeah. like, he was like, I think we'll just, yes, let less. I don't know why I just turned him into Richard Dawkins, but <laughs> I don't know. They have similar voices. Fuck it. He's a, he's, a, he's a shit. A murderer. A kind of mass murderer. A war criminal. But um, despite that, I met him and he's really charming. Right. And um, it, it was a really awkward experience because I was doing this thing. Like, it was, it was a, uh, an event for this like uh, like investment fund thing like not investment fund no that's doing it a disservice there's a guy called Vinod Kozler who is himself a wealthy investor he was an early investor in like Apple and Sun Microsystems and, and all this kind of shit so he's like he's been in Silicon Valley from the very beginning he's worth like 4 billion which is chump change compared to the likes of um, Bezos and stuff but like that's a lot of fucking money and he money. invests in he invests in what he perceives to be good world changing causes and one of those things that he'd invested in was the Tony Blair Interfaith Initiative, which is this thing that Tony Blair's trying to do, which is to kind of link all the faiths up, which is on paper, it's a really nice thing to do. Um, you know, it seems to have good aims. But I can't help thinking that Tony Blair did that out of a sense of guilt that maybe he'd kind of torn the Middle East into and destabilized <laughs> everything. So like, um, yeah, uh, I, I met him. I sat down on the top table at this event that I was just the entertainment at. I was just playing this fucking thing doing some like improvised music for all the people that Vinod Kozler had invested in. And it was a nice event. It was like, I was sitting next to Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, which Mm. was mad, talking about sci-fi with that geezer. Bill Gates was on the other table, a stone's throw away. And fucking Tony Blair was on my fucking table. I don't normally knock about with people like this. This is not the kind of like, you know, the kind of story that like, Noel Gallagher would tell where he always knocks about famous people. I don't fucking meet these kind of people in my everyday life. This is as weird as it would be if it was happening to anyone. And like, I asked him, like, why... I I really wanted to ask him, like, why did you invade Iraq, you child-murdering cunt? You've destabilized the whole of the Middle East and the whole world by extension. What the fuck is wrong with you? What forces were you beholden to that convinced you that that would be a decent course of action? Mm. How do you fucking sleep at night, you utter, utter, utter cunt? And then I should have got up and like sort of performed a citizen's arrest or stabbed him in the eye with a fork and run away. But I would have got shot or put in Guantanamo Bay because mm. his private security detail around the corner. So I didn't do any of those things. I just sort of made nice and smiled. And we talked about these various different sort of democratic instruments that there are in play, direct democracies like Switzerland and stuff. That was interesting. 
fucking talking about like political systems with a fucking mass murderer. <laughs> and then like I did a I, I did a song, um, because you know I like make up comedy songs and shit mm. on the spot. And I did one about I was like, right, who's got a suggestion? And no one put their hand up. I guess they didn't want to like you know make a fool of themselves in front of the guy who's invested in their their business, right? But Tony Blair didn't give a fuck. He put his hands up. Uh, actually, no, sorry. It was after I prompted. I was like, come on, Tony Blair, you must have something you can suggest. And he's like, he's like I, I desire you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Tony Blair said, I desire you. So I'm like, right. So I did a song about me and Tony Blair in some sort of homosexual love tryst. I sort of told the whole story of our relationship and... Um, and it got quite graphic at points, and then I managed to get a dig in, like one of the, like drop the music out for a second and drop some line about how he started to dismantle the NHS and then brought the music back in. So I was like, maybe I've sort of done my job here without offending my benefactor, you know, my my patron here. Um, and then he comes up to me at the end, he starts shaking my hand, telling me what a good job I've done, and people are taking pictures, and I'm like, I'm fucking shaking hands with a fucking murderer, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, thanks for Iraq, mate. And he's like, what? And I was like, you heard? And he's like. Well, I've, I've got your card. And he walked away. And I was like, I've <laughs> got your does that card. Mean, what, does that, what, you're what does that mean? What, are you going to invade me? <laughs> yeah, I was Has like, he invaded does, you my, yet? Has he invaded, my, did he invade uh, you? <laughs> i just done a song about invading his bum. And <laughs> he's in, no, he's, I, oh, you know, he converted to Catholicism. Oh, no one converts to Catholicism. That's you just, true. that's not something you do unless you're just marrying into it or like, or you've just got loads of guilt. Mm. You know, maybe you've invaded a couple of countries and destabilized the Middle East and the whole world by extension. And you're just, you just need to go to confession regularly. Yeah. <laughs> like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I've invaded the <laughs> Middle East. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, well, give me infinite Hail Marys and you'll be fine. Okay. I think that's why. So. But here's why I wouldn't want him on a fucking island. Because having met him, he's quite charming. Mm. And like sitting on this table with him, he was like, you know, he's like, oh, so, so what, what, what do you do? And, and, and me and the missus who was also sitting next to him, uh, she was like, oh, I work in comedy looking after comedians. I'm like, yeah, I'm a performer. And he's like, oh, really? I wanted to be a, a stand-up. He's like, I did some stand-up. And I was like, what? <laughs> he, he's, he's like, yes, yes, I did. And I said, that was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. More terrifying than, the, uh, than, than Prime Minister's Question Time. And I'm like, what the, yeah. what the, f I was like, so you're first and foremost a comedian, are you? Ah, yes. So we're like getting on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fucking bantering with a fucking murderer who I literally marched against. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's because I'd end up, he'd probably end up being quite useful mm. on an island like that. He'd probably get sort of stuck in. He'd be quite good at sort of easing any tensions that appear in the group. He'd probably be quite sort of quite amenable, quite yeah. likable. But all the while I'd be thinking, you're a fucking mass murderer. <laughs> You can't. The other thing is, though, as well, now that you've sort of met... So you've got that... I think you're right. He he would be completely... I think he would be charming. Like, I remember when he was sort of stepping down for Gordon Brown and sort of, you know, they're doing that kind of look back on his career. And I was sort of like, oh, maybe he was all right. No, wait, no, he wasn't. Fuck. <laughs> like, so you'd have that. But also there'd be a bit where, like, you just resigned yourself to it. You're like, okay, I'm on the island with him. <laughs> fuck it look I mean we're just in this bubble we've, we've all got to try and get along we've all got to get along because otherwise we're going to get we've all invaded regions you know yeah, we've, all, we've, we've all, all done it we've all done we've it we've all got things in our past yeah we've all got fuck we've yeah. all got a blot on our copybook somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but then on top of all of that he might there'll be one day the penny drops what did you say you're, 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 you do again you're a performer and what is your name Beardy Man Beardy Man yes Beardy Man 
I know where I've fucking met you before. I've still got your card. <laughs> Do you know what it's like invading a country? Do you know what it's like? Do you know what it's like <laughs> going to a dinner and, and, and having a little jibe from some bearded performer at the end of it when you're just trying to have a nice night? I could be at home with my kids. Oh, how does he sleep at night? Honestly, it's I think mad. With everything like this, you just have to constantly tell, you, tell yourself that you did the right thing over and over again and then you believe it enough because you must have said it enough yeah. times you know oh yeah he, he said and... it publicly in interviews and that, that that was the thing that david cameron who was also a contender for being put into this fucking mm. mix like that's what he was always saying like a, like an angry parent he had mm. this tone this like way of cocking his head to the side and sort of glaring his fucking eyes at you and sort of pointing his finger that made you feel like you were a child and you've mm. done something bad and he's a parent and you deserve the talking to you're getting and you kind of you know, cower yourself before him and lower your head and go, yes, yes, Father, I have been bad. And he would constantly say, because I believe we're doing the right thing. He'd be like, no, no, of course you're doing the right thing. Like, that's that that's that get-out that Tony Blair would always use and David Cameron mm. would always use. And I, I don't know if that's a uniquely British thing, but it's definitely a sort of authoritarian thing to say, to say without any qualification, we're doing the right thing. The new thing now is for these sort of populist dickheads, like, like in, in the Trump mold, um, mm which Matt Hancock pathetically tried his hand at in Parliament the other day, where they, they attack back, where someone asked him a perfectly legitimate question about, someone asked Matt Hancock in Parliament the other day, a perfectly legitimate question about why the track and trace system isn't working and the fucking virus is running rampant again. And he's like, I think the people are doing, uh, the people involved in the NHS are doing a fantastic job and how dare you insult them. And I, I just won't have, I just won't have this, this, this kind of division. I won't have it and sat down. Mm. And I was like, motherfucker, you don't get to say that. You don't get to <laughs> say, and I shan't answer your question because you're being very rude. Meh. You yeah. can't, that's not a defence. That's just you being a dick. Yeah, I know, because nothing would get done if we just said, well, that's a bit rude, and sat down. <laughs> yeah, like you're sitting around the circle on the island, right? It, we're all sitting around the fire, and your resources are drained. You've made like a uh, 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 a little hole, uh, and you've put palm leaves over it, and that is basically your sort of, your chiller cabinet. You've got food in there, enough grain and vegetables to last another 10 days but the crops have just failed on the little agrarian part of the island. So you're sitting down, you're going to have a talk about what to do. If someone brings up a valid point, you don't want fucking someone like Matt Hancock sitting around there or Mark Francois or one of these cunts sitting there being like, well, that's a very rude question. It's a rude question. And I think you should respect the work that we're all doing. That's not, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't mm. help. From a pragmatic perspective, being a contrarian, looking to blame is entirely unhelpful and will drive us backwards and cause us to destroy the fucking planet and it's as simple as that well, there you fucking go mate well unfortunately oh, I for you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was tremendous a lot of uh, people are saying it was the best selection possible well I think it is a good selection in that yeah it's going to be fucking horrendous for you and uh, so I mean you've got you've got a mix of left and right but both of them sort of well the the left blurs into the right on occasion. The right is very right. And so they're going to argue constantly. And you're also going to argue. It's not like you're you're taking a left-wing stance, but there's someone who was in the Labour Party, so maybe you'll get along, because you're still not going to get along with him. So no. basically, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. And uh, can yeah. we add one more Sweet. person in there with you? Who would Who's going to be the cherry on the shitty cake? Could put... Melania in because eventually the isolation and sexual tension would be so much that you'd end up having sex and you'd know you were getting Donnie's sloppy seconds but I don't think that is a, a, a wise choice because um, oh, fuck it I don't know I think the one that I really want to put in is Morrissey 
Mm. I think he'd be one of the worst people to be stuck with because he's another one of these kind of useless complainy types that sort of blames people and he feels like a victim all the time. <laughs> but like, I always kind of liked him because I thought he was joking. And recently it's become very apparent that um, he was never being ironic in any of the songs he wrote. He really yeah. is a sort of jealous, twatty, vainglorious cunt who is kind of well racist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he, he's sort of very prone to these kind of artistic hissy fits. He has really controversial opinions just for the sake of it. Um, and also I could never really escape just how let down I am by him because I really did like the Smiths a lot. And yeah. now, now I can't like them anymore, which is a pity. Mm. Yeah, so it's, fuck him. It's a, <laughs> it's a tricky one with him, isn't it? It's like, yeah, because so much of his sort of lyrics and stuff is just kind of like, I'm very miserable, everything is shit, <laughs> and you kind of think he's joking, but actually... And that is how. It's with the yeah. minor third of the... I'm very miserable, everything is shit, it's people's fault apart from me. I... That's yeah. a Smith song. That's a valid Smith song. And the only way you can write stuff like that is being sort of tongue-in-cheek or the most self-important bastard <laughs> in the world, you know. And, and also, you know, he's sort of... He like one of his excuses for being quite right wing and sort of being quite in with UKIP and people was like, well, they have the best stance on animal welfare because he's, you know, obviously so anti meat eating and things like that. And you're like, well, but I mean, no, wait, no, wait, that's a that's a crap reason. It is and, a crap reason. And, and I think on the desert in a in a situation where you have to eat everything to survive, and all sort of all of your principles go out of the window, he's still going to give you a fucking hard time for eating a fish. He really would. He really fucking would, wouldn't he? <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. With his dying <laughs> breath. He, his dying breath yeah. will be a <laughs> criticism. <laughs> you'd finally get that boar and um, you'd have it on a spike. Finally, you'll not, none of you are going to starve. But maybe then Morrissey would just die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it would be fine. Yeah. You know, but I think he. I mean, so I know. Can I just make it clear? I'm not calling for his death. I'm just saying that were he on a desert island and all there was to eat was meat, and that would be, that would that would save us, and Morrissey would starve to death. I'm just saying that's a thing that would happen. Yeah. But I wish him a long and successful life, being a miserable <laughs> racist <laughs> on his own, cancelled as to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't he like? I think if you go to one of his gigs. There's like he'll show like a 20 minute video on factory farming instead of a support. Does he? Oh instead God! Instead of a support act, I think that's what happened. <laughs> Did you make that up? Was that a hilarious joke? No, I think that's I think that's true. <laughs> I've spoke to people who've been. I don't know if he does it every one, but I've, I've I know people who have been to concerts and they've they've instead of a support act, that's what you get, and it's like loads of chickens being thrown into bins and stuff, and then they're just oh like, God. well, I'll just go to the bar during that bit. Or something. I mean, he's got a point. I, I think vegetarianism is something we should all do in principle. Absolutely agree with that. I don't, I have nothing against Morrissey's vegetarianism. No, but if you it's were the racism, on a... I don't like. I don't, I don't like, like Hitler was a vegetarian, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and also, a racist. bit racist. Yeah. A little bit racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, well, maybe <laughs> you should open up your shows in the future with an anti racism video for 20 <laughs> minutes and one saying, like, Fuck the animals, maybe, a bit, not too much, but racism, bad. I think you could put it in a more nuanced way than me. That's what Bono does. I think that's what Bono does, doesn't he? Like, also, he, he thinks that every concert is Live Aid. I think, I've never been to a U2 concert, this is what I've no. heard. But, right, so Morrissey, Marc Francois and Tony Blair. This is a strong start, Darren, for your island. Um, mm. I think there's it no... already. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the only comfort <laughs> is going to be that Tony Blair could be quite charming, but at the same time, even when you're getting on with him, you're going to hate yourself a bit because of what you've said before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the best that can come out of it is that you feel shit about yourself. <laughs> you know, and the worst is that you're just having a fucking horrible time. So, okay, well, look, we're going to move on from people a little bit because mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Well, Fasalis berries are horrible to me. Uh, some people might like them, but when we were just talking before we started recording, you indicated that you also find them disgusting. So it isn't just me. No. Okay. So for people <laughs> who don't know what they are, I always thought they were called fissilis, which sounds like a sounds syphilis. like syphilis. syphilis. Yeah. Maybe they are. I don't know. I've never had to say it out loud. <laughs> I don't know. But they are those. Um, I think a lot of people think they're kumquats. They're the tiny thing. You often get them on desserts in restaurants with the leaves. These brown leaves left on. They're sort of orange cherry shaped. Fruit. Yeah, like a tiny little. It's like a large orange bean or a tiny orange, orange, uh, with paper. <laughs> the waxy leaves surface. That, yeah, and papery leaves, and they look yeah. good as garnishes because they look very <laughs> tropical. Do you know what I mean? They look sort of special. You're like, what the fuck is that? How exotic! This must be a delicious mm. dessert because it's got something I don't understand on it. And then you bite into it, and it's like, it's it, it tastes rotten. And at first, when I first tried one, I was like. This is clearly a piece of rotten fruit. Mm. So I put it to one side and thought, that was fucking horrible. One of the most instinctually disgusting things I've ever put in my mouth. I'm so glad it's not my mouth anymore. Let me get a drink. It was that horrible. Um, and then I tried, I tried another one, like on the next cream cake that I found one on like a year later or something. And I was like, maybe this one will be dope. And I was like, oh God, it's the same. This is just mm. what they taste like. Yeah. But maybe they only taste like that to me and other people who have my same genetic... Like no, they're shit. They're shit. I, think, <laughs> I think that um, I think that the thing is about them. I feel like they are only grown for garnish. That's their only purpose. Because no one. They don't going... even look that pretty. They don't even look that nice. No, but they look interesting and and strange. Like there's not um, do you know what I mean? Like no, I hate them you, so much. You never see anything flavored with them. It's never. No, like... no, you don't. And that's got to right. be the giveaway, hasn't it? Yeah. If, you, if it was like. You know, a lovely blend of kumquat, fasalis, and guava, but you've never seen it on a menu. You've only seen it on the side of your food, and that's the giveaway that they're they're, just, they're garnished. Is it like the emperor's new clothes? Have they been like a cream cake decoration for so long that it's like, well, if you want to make a posh cream cake, it's got to have some fucking fasalis berries, and everyone takes it off and puts it to one side. And I was yeah. the mug who thought it was food. Is that what it is? Maybe, but although. <laughs> I think some people might eat them because the only evidence I've got that people eat them, apart from the fact that they're food and they're served on the the side of food, is that once uh, I used to get one of those organic veg delivery boxes because I'm relentlessly middle class. And, um, when you get those boxes, like you can, they'll generally send you like I think you can specify what you want, but you can like tick a box to just say bring me whatever's whatever you've got, and you know I feel extra smug points because I'm like just eating seasonally, and it's better for the environment. But the problem with that is like they'll just sort of give you like a selection of fruit. So sometimes you might get two apples, and sometimes you might get a whole bag of apples, and sometimes mm. it'll be a bit left field. And once one week our entire fruit quota from the box was a fucking punnet of those berries. And I was like, why are you even growing these things? Why are they in my stupid veg box? 
end the tyranny of Fisalis berries. They're not nice. Stop. Did you eat any of them just to see? No, because I was like, <laughs> I know what they disgusting. taste like. They're shit. <laughs> and that was all my fruit for the week. And now I've got to go to the big supermarket and buy loads of stuff wrapped in plastic again so I can have some nice fruit. Like, why did any farmer do that? <laughs> they are so disgusting. I'm so glad it's not just me because I've got a cousin who can't eat uh, coriander without it tasting like someone's, like, injected her with soap. Like, it's, it's right. so, you know, which is like a genetic thing. Some people have this, like, aversion to these particular flavours. Maybe we both share that gene. Maybe there are people. Write in. Leave a comment. At me on Twitter. Do you like Frisalis berries? I've, maybe it's a grand conspiracy and no one likes them. If so, let's eradicate them from the face of the earth like fucking polio. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> They've got no place on this earth. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. all of this time and money spent making those, we could be growing other crops for people that are hungry. Just imagine that. Yeah. Imagine, start an initiative. This could be cherries. Your, like cherries that are that are like oh. good for Silas. For Silas are evil cherries. Delicious cherries. Yeah. Delicious, yeah. tasty, sweet cherries. Yeah. 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 Well, good call on that. Yeah, that's a, a good call. Oh, imagine now, if what... that was the only fucking fruit crop on the island. Oh yeah. God. Like, oh God, this is where they come from. <laughs> and then you'll and you'll start with Tony Blair and <laughs> Vasalis berries. Oh, I hate this. Yeah, this Mark Francois keeps eating the leaves by mistake. Like, it's a bit papery. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you did put he sounds like Nigel Farage in that version. You did put the he he well, if Alex Jones was there, he'd be convinced that you planted the fucking Vasalis berries. Yeah. Like yeah, Mark Francois would be hoarding them <laughs> for himself, even though they're disgusting. Mm. Tony yeah. Blair be trying to make peace, but he'd end up like killing one of us. Say it was say it was an accident, then fucking say a million Hail Marys just to try and make himself feel better. As he weeps into a pool of his own ejaculate. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well Christ. talking of no, no, I can't link this at all. But uh what would you try and do? what would you what <laughs> I don't know why think? I put ejaculate in there. I assume well, he's just a bit of a wanker, isn't he? So He'd probably yeah. just be sort of continuously. Let's move on. Let's move on. We'll move on. I didn't say that. I was going to go for something like talking of liquids. What would you wash that down <laughs> with? No, I thought it was too disgusting. <laughs> what would your drink choice be? Right. Um, I don't like ale. I think it's horrible. And I know that some people get really kind of. Uh, uh, sorry, I was, I was momentarily distracted by the sound of screaming because I have children. So I'm often surrounded by screaming, <laughs> which only a parent will understand. And and hostage hostages. And parents are people surrounded by constant screaming. Um, yeah, ale is horrible. It tastes like old men's shoes or the underwear of a a person who's been homeless for several years. I imagine I've never tasted that, but that's that's the kind of vibe that I get with ale. It's really mm. fucking disgusting. It's not that different to Fasalis berries, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's like, at least lager's fizzy. So you can sort of go, hmm, that's titivating on my tongue. But then with ale, it's, and it's served warm as well because it's like this old school peasant drink and it's like, mm. yeah, this is the real deal. It's just some fucking grain that's been left out. But I'm not down with it. Like, I like wine. I really like wine. Is that so bad? Like, call me what you like. I really like drinking wine. I quite like beer on a cold day. But ale, mm. it's like gym socks and and sort of old libraries and mm. why would you drink that <laughs> it's not yeah. a nice taste 
Yeah, I see. I accidentally got some the other day because I've got a thing that there's a good pub down the road for me that sells lots of pretentious hipster beers, which, as a pretentious twat, I quite like. Now, hipster beers are nice, but it's lager. It's kind of like it's that zesty. You've got that whole. It's, it sort of tastes like nettles and weed. Mm. It's that whole kind of like skunk piss kind of kind of zestiness with the hops. Yeah, ale doesn't have that. Fuck ale. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is these days, I go down to the pub on a Friday and I buy a load of cans to take away and I come back with them and they've got a massive fridge full of these lovely cans that look like they're all designed by sort of people who were graphic designers and then started microbreweries, that kind of vibe. And because of the pandemic, uh, I feel bad taking them out and having a read of the can before I pick them up. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes I'm like, oh, I like this one, this one, this one. Oh, I'll try a couple of new ones. That one has a nice label. And they're always really hard to find any information on them because the labels are so bright and snazzy. I'm like, what is this one? Well, it's probably like a, a fruity IPA like the others. But I can't take it out and touch it and put it back in. Do you know what I mean? That feels... I don't know what the pandemic rules are. That feels a bit... You shouldn't pick stuff up and put it back. So I put a few of these in my bag. And and then I got home and they're fucking ales. <laughs> and, and I was like, ah, but but you had the pretentious branding. You're not supposed to. If it was, it wasn't. It wasn't like a picture of a man on a horse with a fox and a and a and a rifle. Then I would know what I was getting. But this was like, <laughs> I had pictures of spacemen on it, and I wasn't expecting ale, which is this kind of old man's drink. It's like a, it's like a like I can get with 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 like Guinness. Hmm. That's that's dope. Like that's when sort it's, of its own thing, though, isn't it? It's it is like, its own thing. What's it even called? I forgot the stout. word for it. Stout. Stout's dope. I like mm. a stout, man. That's, it's malty. It's got like a, a proper like sort of chocolatey tang. Mm. It's got this like coffee-like intensity to it. It's delicious. It's got this like creamy head. It's dark. It's like a meal. It's fucking good. Um, ale can just fuck off. It's like piss. It's like warm yeah. piss. It's warm piss. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want it in my body. I imagine... <laughs> If you had a load of ale on the island, Mark Francois is going to be like a pig in shit. <laughs> he'll, and he'll be drinking it. He'll be half pissed singing the fucking English national anthem on yeah. his pile of Fasalis berries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be sitting there being like, oh, wish I liked ale. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably just drink it just to drink my sorrows away. Yeah, yeah. I, hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> Fuck you it's for making me do this. I hate this. I'm gonna have nightmares. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is for calling me Ben once. <laughs> <sighs> I think we're even now, but okay. I've got to do. Wait, there's another category to go, isn't there? Oh, fuck. We got. Well, we got a couple more. Oh, I'm afraid. Fine, fine. Uh, Darren. Fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite song of all time, and the other is your least favourite film. What are they and why? Um, Crazy Frog Axel F remix is probably the worst song ever, mm. uh, at least for me it is, to the extent that when I told you it was going to be that, I also asked you if that was not like a really common one and you said no no one's ever chosen it and I find that baffling and you said that that was a common experience for people trying to choose their worst song <laughs> they assume that it will be universally hated and in actual fact it says I think it's because like my kids started to like it a lot and demand that it was played oh, in the car man. and I didn't like I was kind of ambivalent to it because I was like well this song doesn't affect my life in any meaningful way I'll let this terrible crazy frog infused remix of Axel F exist um 
because, you know, why the hell not let them have their little marketing gambit. But now it's like in my life, in my car, being played at maximum volume. Fucking, uh. you know, Axel F is fucking, um, how does it even go? I think my mind's blocked it the fuck out. It's the Eddie Murphy fucking Beverly Hills thing. Which is, that's a cool tune, you know. But that's a sort of early piece of iconic synth pop. But then Crazy Frog, which was this sort of meme before memes were memes. It started off as a comic ringtone when ringtones were big in the game before there were smartphones. Yeah, and they were advertised on telly. Advertised on telly. ringtones advertised on telly. Yeah, constantly because it was big yeah. business because they were all a scam you'd stay on this line for uh minute after minute with like you know one pound fifty a minute being charged just so you could download a ringtone and then you get charged for the data as well so it was a whole fucking scam uh and they would advertise the crazy frog and it became this like self-generated meme um much in the way that donald trump's become president it became <laughs> a kind of popular <laughs> but annoying thing that no one could escape in like 2003 or four whatever the fuck it was uh, anyway, so it it started to release music as an entity, and because it couldn't make any music of its own because it's not a real thing, it just kind of um, you know went ba ba ba. So the actual crazy frog is like is like ding 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 ba bing bing ba 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 ding. It's like it's an it's a guy who was recorded doing a shitty impression of a moped. Yeah, and then it was sped up, and then they made it into a ringtone, and oh god, it was annoying for like a few years. It was everywhere and annoying, and mm. like. Then they released music, and so that sort of ba 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 ding ding thing ended up being ba 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 da ding ding ba ba, which is just ten times more annoying. Anyway, yes, I I, I hate I hate it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to listen to it. It sucks. Yeah, it's everything it, that's bad about music. Well, it's not even like it's it's everything that's bad <laughs> about the world. Where like, <laughs> yeah, it's got it all. Scams, um, sort of populist, self-generating mimetic horror. Um, like poor CGI, even if you want to put that in there. Yeah. Um, like yeah, the kind of sort of nascent technology of 2004, which was just an annoying thing to have to use. Like WAP browsing was just shit. <laughs> Nobody used it. Um, yeah, spending ages on your phone, like, <laughs> like downloading a logo to your phone. It was bullshit. It was it was bullshit, and and also it predicted the sort of Instagram horror show that is our Black Mirror reality now and we sort of could kind of see it coming but it was also annoying it didn't work properly so it was that and also like who was it that said sir this is both good and original however the part that is good is not original and the part that is original is not good that's fucking this crazy frog thing although actually no it's not that because all of it's bad it's just all bad fuck it fuck it Ugh. I think, yeah. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot. So of times... angry now. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times where a song that gets chosen, you can kind of think, well, maybe on some level I'd learn to love it, but that's not. It's so far from even being an actual song <laughs> that it's like, it's yeah. I, I mean, it's you... impossible to listen to without the construct of what it is being the primary thing in your mind, and you can't listen to it as like. I think maybe you'd, but you'd come to listen to it as a piece of art. And sort of be able to stand back from it objectively. And it would remind you comfortingly of the old world, the world that you knew where such things weren't, you know, that, that was the biggest problem you had then was that the crazy frog was annoying. Now you're marooned on a desert island with nothing but facades, berries and Mark <laughs> Francois. <laughs> I like the idea of you just constantly having to explain it to Mark Francois or whoever else. You're going, Look, for the last time, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a frog. Yeah. And there was a ringtone. Fucking Mark Francois looks like the fucking crazy frog. <laughs> 
nightmare. I wouldn't be able to separate the two in my mind. I'd fucking start having like fever dreams of Marc Francois with his tiny little pixel. That's the other thing as well. He had this pixelated penis. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant Marc Francois for a minute. I was like, no, what well, the fuck? In my nightmarish visions, Marc Francois would have the crazy frog's bizarre, inexplicable pixelated penis. Mm. Oh, we should move yeah. on because yeah. I'm, I'm just feeling so angry and sad. I just got the <laughs> idea of him just going, but why was there an advert for a ringtone? I don't understand. Look, for the last time. This, yeah. I reckon Marc Francois would want to bring it back. I re- that's the kind of person he is because it was a British frog with a pixelated penis that was fucking reappropriating perfect synth pop oh <laughs> right. god well let it. me distract you what would your film choice be uh let me see what did i wrote down oh i didn't even put one let's think <laughs> um mm. you said uh trolls right. and oh i did wait fucking, yeah, of course i did yeah trolls rango. And rango rango okay it's rango um yeah like trolls is like I think objectively, like a uh, a bad film, because like if you were an art critic l- looking at trolls, you'd probably like it because as a as a piece of art to stand back from and observe as a kind of comment on the society that it comes from, it's a fascinating thing because it's full of you know memes and references to the world, and it's so eye bleed that it because it has to stand out against the background of like short form youtube videos and social media Mm. and that kind of hyper attention deficit that kids have now because of the the media world that they live in and trolls manages to stand out in that environment but that's not the point you shouldn't do that if you're making art you should draw people in and then gently take them on a kind of journey Mm. if you try to compete with everything at the same time it's a bit like drowning in candy floss while people throw uh, micro machine toys at your face and pour M&Ms into your eyes that have been like peeled open like in clockwork orange and they're fucking just injecting you (laughs) with hundreds and thousands it's so colourful and offensive and annoying so that's Trolls maybe maybe Trolls annoys me more than Rango I mean that's a perfect description of what it's like to watch (laughs) Trolls that's like yeah. <laughs> absolutely perfect, and I can see that you've you've formed that from from like extensive experience with. No, I only with... saw ten minutes of the fucking thing, and I, I was like, I I can't deal with it anymore in my brain. I need to leave the room, and I left the it's, room. I, it's hard, isn't it, with ugh. kids though? Like you sort of, and it's same with this. Goes back to that crazy frog thing as well. It's like you want to be supportive of everything that they like, and you want to give them opportunity, you know, because you're like, if you like this shit, then I can't stop you because there's probably stuff I play that you don't like, and there's got to be balance. But there's this yeah. bit at the at the corner of your head, like at the back of your mind, every time you put something else on, you're like, "Oh, I hope this is good." So that because I know I'm gonna have to watch it on repeat. So whatever you fall in love with now, <laughs> yeah. And occasionally they'll fall in love with something wonderful, like something from Studio Ghibli or something, where it bears repeated viewing. It's a valid piece of art. It's beautifully done. Um, but then sometimes they'll like something like Trolls, and yeah, you're like, and you're oh, like oh, "Oh no, that's part of my life now." now. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, the worst one for that is uh, In the Night Garden. Oh, that's bad. It's just like a fever dream where there's no, like, sense of scale that can really ground the Mm. world that it is in anything tangible. So it feels like having a temperature for me. (laughs) It's just... It's funny you describe it like that because when I first saw Teletubbies was when um, I was off school with the flu and I'd fallen asleep. (laughs) I fell asleep on the sofa and I woke up and the telly was still on and it was like, you know, the baby in the sun and everything. (laughs) And I genuinely got quite... 
but I still find it really <laughs> freaky because of that. And it's and it's the same. And I think that in the night garden is is worse worse than that. Well, it's, it's similar to that is the one that I guess it's got to be trolls because it's probably the worst thing of all time. But like Rango, I was going to put in there. It's a mm. it's like a Johnny Depp movie. And when Johnny Depp's in a movie these days, he plays the same sort of character. It's like um, Hunter Hunter S Thompson sort of tripping that he is whatever the film plot is <laughs> like yeah yeah so like pirates of the caribbean i can't help but see it as like you know it's hunter s thompson thinking he's a pirate and on some fucking trip he's on mm. and like but rango is that it's like johnny depp being johnny depp but this time johnny depp is a uh, a chameleon mm. that is st- stuck in the desert because his owners dropped the cage out of the car and the fucking the glass to the to the tank he was in smashes and then all the water immediately dries up and then the whole film is like, it's this whole fucking weird psychedelic journey, but like water keeps drying up. That's like a, a thing in the film. And it's a bit like Ren and Stimpy when they have those deliberate gross out moments. So it's like it's crash zooms into the inside of an ear with like earwax and, and, and veins and, and like hairs and shit. The whole film is like that. <laughs> and it's sort of like pools of water drying up and people with parched throats going <laughs> like that the whole film. Mm. And I think I had like a slight fever when I saw that as well <laughs> and was in like a bad mood for some reason. And I was just like, I, I, I hate this film so much in a way that I can't even describe. So yeah, be a toss up between Rango and fucking <laughs> Trolls. <laughs> I but... think though, we tried watching Rango again. Uh, I think I tried watching it ages ago with my son and thinking, oh, this could be this could be good. I think it got panned, but I don't know. It might be all right. And then watching it and just going, this is... This is a bit, it's a bit off key, a bit weird. Yeah. And saying so it doesn't sit right. And then forgetting that and then putting it on again this weekend. He was like, I want that one with the lizard. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and it's just like, but it's it's not sort of funny. It's not entertaining. It's kind of. No, it's just unpleasant. It's really unpleasant. Yeah. And it's kind of dark. It's not, you know, it is for kids, but it's not really for kids. It's not. It is the facilis of movies. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. there. It, it looks sort of appealing. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, God, why would anyone <laughs> put this here? I hate mm. it. Yeah, and it's kind of in the Wild West that there are all these kind of like weird old sort of like dusty animals that are like, you know, like yeah. a really old armadillo with whiskers going, hey, you ain't from around here, boy. That sort yeah, of The like, whole thing is that. There's yeah. no relief. And also, because of the way that Johnny Depp does his actings, he sort of mumbles everything. And the fact is you can't really make out the dialogue. So you spend the whole time going, what did he just say? And then a puddle dries up. And then someone goes... And then he sheds... There's this like effect where like every time he doesn't get water, he sheds a layer of skin and it comes off him as dust and his tongue goes weird and he changes colour and shivers. And you're like, oh, God, this is what it's like when you're really ill. I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's One horrendous. Also, yeah. it's something that you kind of think... This could probably be a good film. It must have cost a fortune, and you know, it's like it looks really nice. You know, it's like nicely animated and like, but it's yeah, it's it's fucking shit. It's really frustrating. Um, you just I I pin so much energy on films for my son. You know, when you go, this could be like my next hour and a half of peace, or it could be a, an absolute nightmare. And when they're good, you're like, I can enjoy this too, and I will happily put it on for you. You know, like I was very surprised by the Angry Birds movie. That shouldn't be good because that's like. Was it good? That's like surprisingly good. It can no stand way. up to like, you know, Pixar films, and it's like. But this is a film based on a. Uh, it's like a crazy frog thing, but the good version is like, <laughs> this is a film based on a game for a phone. This shouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah, but, you, know. well, you, you never know. It depends who's who's behind it. Like. Hey, love. hey man, yeah. That's 
that's my son who's subjected me to the trolls movie. One second. That was a uh, yeah. That was that was my son. He just um, I just told him what I was doing. I was like, I'm doing a podcast where grown ups rant about things they don't like. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why indeed? Because grown ups are just like that. They yeah. they they hate things. Grown ups hate because things. Because daddy's very tired. Because <laughs> daddy daddy's filled with rage, impotent, burning rage. No, um, where were we? Things okay. that suck. Oh, well, yeah. I think we've covered off, we've covered <laughs> off the film choices now. So finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it, and why? Well, maybe it's a bit of a trite offering, but spiders. Mm. Um, they're useful in nature for eating the things they eat, and as part of an ecosystem, they form a valid part of that ecosystem. They're an ancient, primal form, but they're fucking horrible, and I don't like them, and I don't want them on my fucking island. I'd like to be on one of those islands, but like New Zealand, for example, is an island without any venomous spiders. Mm. Um, Australia, a mere fucking, what is it, like a thousand miles away or something, is like the nearest thing, but that's like, they've got all the dangerous spiders, and it sucks, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, New Zealand doesn't have any. So I'd like it to be one of those kind of fortunate places where there just aren't any apex predators um, in any of the sort of animal families. But if there was a fucking... There's, there's a particular breed of spider in Australia where when there's a flood... I think this was in Tasmania recently this happened. So there was a flood and suddenly the trees were filled with spider webs. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so they, all the spiders <laughs> ran away from the flood. They ran away from the tree. flood. Up the trees, which you would also do, presumably, so you don't die in the water. And in that tree, you would find just a cloud of fucking spiders. You'd have to be very okay with being crawled on by loads of spiders. And I'm not okay with being crawled on by loads of spiders. So that would suck. Those trees look like, so it looks like grim candy floss, doesn't it? It's like, because <laughs> it's like a whole yeah. tree, but it's like, why is the tree grey? Oh my <sighs> God, that's made of web. <sighs> Oh, it's full of it's full of spiders. Yeah, that would really suck. There's probably worse animals in the world, but spiders are uniquely gross. I think it's like a primal thing. I really mm. think it comes down to like our evolution. You know the way like cats, well, there's like loads of internet videos of this. Cats will jump away from a cucumber instinctively mm. because they believe it to be a snake or something. Like if you, a cat's eating, you put the cucumber next to the cat and the cat fucking jumps yeah. super high in the air. Um, it's like a reflex. But I, that's what I think is happening with arachnophobes. Like all these kind of, you know... Um, you know, CBT therapists will tell you, well, a fear is just that. Um, we don't need them and you've acquired them over time. Not necessarily. I think this shit is fucking instinctual. It's just an uncanny um, shape that yeah. goes down to something very core. Cool. And yeah, you can kind of learn, uh, you, can, you can sort of give yourself a habit of, of not being scared of that shape. But I think it's fucking built in and in some people they have it worse than others. They're so uncanny and gross. Their whole life cycle is fucking weird. They have this unique set of superpowers. They build webs. Webs are amazing. What the fuck kind of alien shit is that? Yeah. They're not right. They they eat their food in the way that like flies do, where they kind of vomit out the acid from their abdomens and they dissolve their food on the outside and they drink it as a drink. Uh, uh, uh. Everything, everything about them is fucking weird. I don't like them. I find it. I mean, they're just even... Like, I'm not scared of spiders and I'm okay with them, but they still, if one got on me and I wasn't expecting it, I would still do a massive jump. Like, you know, like if I found something crawling on me and I looked down and there was a butterfly, I'd be like, ah, oh, there's a butterfly. Hey, look, guys, there's a butterfly on me. With a spider, I'd still kind of go, Bleh, fuck. And then, yeah. you know, but then I could pick it up and deal with it afterwards. But there's, yeah, there's the instinct is the there. The initial like, shock, it's like a reflex. It's a fucking reflex. Like the cucumber cat reflex. Yeah, you know what I mean? Evolutionarily speaking, um, in our environment of evolutionary adaption, which was Africa, mm. there's been venomous spiders 
millions of fucking years in Africa. Like, there were certainly venomous spiders in their environment of evolution. Environments of evolutionary <laughs> adaption. I've had too much ale. Um, yeah, drinking the juice of Marc Francois. I wonder what he tastes like. I, like yeah, ale. Quite good mounted on a stick. Yeah. Mm. Fuck it. Actually, do you know what? Marc Francois sort of mounted on a pike, sort of, you know, being like pulled pulled Francois would probably mm. be quite nice um, <laughs> if you barbecue him just right. Um because that all that fat would kind of congeal. You're very carefully avoiding the word spit roast, weren't you? There, <laughs> yeah, I really was. <laughs> I was doing loads of work to avoid saying spit roast. Um, <laughs> although, you know, you're all stuck on a desert island. It's just you and Tony Blair. Maybe spit roasting Mark Francois is the only entertainment you're going to get. Uh, just to do it, do it over a fire pit, and then you get the added. And you can decorate him with some fasalis berries and drape him in ale. That probably improve the flavour. <laughs> fucking, I smashed that too. <laughs> I have fucking smashed this. You have done brilliantly. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> so proud. So proud. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you. I'm going to let you go now because I know it's been hard. Uh, like it, just spewing out all this grind, hate, man. But you've done brilliantly. So I really appreciate you oh, coming on. So thanks. thank you. And um, thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, where can people hear and see more from you at the moment? Uh, find me on the internet. Google me. Go on any of the platforms. I'm there. I'm making shit. I do music and stuff. It's great. Fucking. Also, go on my Patreon and give me your money because I'm broke because the entertainment industry has been deemed unviable by the government and live spectacle has been banned and you can't do mass gatherings anymore. So the only way for musicians or entertainers of any kind to get an income off of making art is by... Uh, the consumers of that are becoming patrons. So go to patreon.com forward slash beardy man and you will find me begging for your spare change and making dope shit for your brainstem. Good. Well, that's... I fucking smashed that as well, you know. <laughs> I've done so well. Yeah, <laughs> you have done well. I, you know, I want to put myself on this island. I'm such a self-aggrandizing prick. <laughs> there you go. Next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, man. No, thanks for you coming rule. on. <laughs> in a bit, too. Bye. Bye.